I'm Kelly. And I'm Angie. We're two women on a mission to shed light on life in a small town. From motherhood to friendships. From obstacles to opportunities. We'll wrap it up and serve it to you with a side of sarcasm and laughter. This is Lifestyle Burrito. Hello. Hi. We're back. Yes, we're back. We're back with Amber Boyens. Yeah. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Hi. And today we're going to talk about picky eaters. Yes. Which is a plague in my house. <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> right. I think in most, yeah. Right. Or in a lot of houses, yes. Yes. Especially with kiddos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Amber, do you want to tell us a little bit, remind us, because we've had you on before. Yes. I know, you're yeah. a reoccurring guest. I like it. I think <laughs> you are <laughs> fun. She's our first reoccurring guest, right? I don't know. Right? Yeah, I think maybe. I like you might just become a regular. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so remind us your credentials. Yeah, so I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. Okay. Um, and I have ME Nutrition here in town. I work up at the clinic a little bit and at the nursing home here. And okay. So I just do... Nutrition. Yes. Yeah. Like, which is super fun. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing, and you've been so helpful to so many people. Oh, thank you. Um, so we want to talk about picky eaters today. One because Angie has a kiddo. Well, I mean, you have a few kiddos that have struggled with nutrition, diets, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had a journey, but um, one kiddo that struggles a little bit that we've talked about. But I think we all have had a kiddo at some point that has had a phase or a season that they've maybe liked or disliked Mm -hmm. or whatever certain foods that we could have called a picky eater right so um so we just wanted to like ask you some questions and find out like get some tips and hints or um like first of all like what so when we say picky eater, I mean, for you, Angie, like, you have a kiddo that just really sticks to a couple foods, right? Well, it depends on the day. But, yeah, she's really, like, she used to be a really great eater and has really gone down in the past, like, year and a half to okay. very, like, specific brands of things mm-hmm. and <clears throat> doesn't ever want to try things if they look different. Yeah. Like, just really, really really hard to get her to eat anything and would you say that's pretty normal for picky eaters amber like yeah to some extent and i think you know kids are so different right every Mm -hmm. every kid has their own personality traits every kid comes with their own challenges so if your child isn't a picky eater they're probably have their strong opinions in another area of life (laughs) right yeah right so I also lived this with my now 13 year old stepson who um, was five when I met him and for the first few years ate like nothing but pb and j okay yep that's all he would eat and then slowly (laughs) introduce like a couple other things sure and we had some strategies with him that finally got us to a point where now he eats anything Mm -hmm. my two-year-old eats anything my four-year-old depends on the day (laughs) sure you know yeah Yeah. um but I think anybody who tells you they have a foolproof plan for anything with kids doesn't (laughs) right probably doesn't have kids maybe for the hour (laughs) or they have one child and it worked for that child and they just assume that right this will work for everybody which Anyone who has more than one child also knows. knows. Yeah. 
Nope. It doesn't. Nope. <laughs> no. Most of the time. It doesn't work that way. Right. So it's really common, though, for kids to go through phases. Like, my four-year-old, when he was two, ate everything. Sure. There was nothing I could put in front of him that he wouldn't try. Now yeah. he's like, well, what are these red chunks that are in yeah. here? Or, <laughs> yes. wait, what's this that you put in? Or this doesn't look familiar like it was before. Yes. Like Angie said, like, all of a sudden, like, it's the same chicken nugget. Right. It's just shaped different. Yes. And I think, you know, I saw um, an example that one of my dietitian friends had used about why sometimes kids don't trust foods, and they showed four blueberries, and, like, this one is sweet, and this one is tart, and this one is hard, and this one is soft, but it's all the same food. Sure. So for some kids, knowing that when you eat this, it's not necessarily going to taste like what it tasted like last time. That's true. Can be hard, and it can make Mm -hmm. them... We had that issue with clementines last night. Exactly. Three of us had really good ones. Yeah, Evie had a really bad one, and you can get really bad ones. You yeah, can. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, before. like yeah, I know, yeah, right? That's like, a really oh, no. good example. So yeah. when you're young, I think it's just, and if you had one that you didn't like, and that was the first time you had it, yeah. Now having it again, yeah, you've already established that dislike for it, right? Right. Even though you know that it is usually better than that, they don't know that right. it's mm-hmm. usually better than that. Mm-hmm. And I think. Sometimes we have unrealistic expectations for children in a lot of ways, but food is definitely one of them where we think kids should try everything. And I think if we as adults were forced to eat something that we knew we didn't like or that we were uncomfortable with, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't do well with that. Right. Like if we were forced to eat lutefisk, for example. (laughs) Right. People know you don't like it, but they put it on your plate and say, well, you can't go do anything else tonight until you eat your lutefisk. Yeah. Which people, some people listening to this have probably lived that scenario. (laughs) (laughs) It just isn't, it doesn't create positive associations with mealtimes and it doesn't create those positive associations with food right. itself. Food mm-hmm. becomes a trigger for something that's going to be unpleasant or that's going to take away the things that I do like. Right. So it can become kind of a a, a trigger thing mm-hmm. for yes. some kids Yes. if meals are a fight. Yeah. Right. It starts being a battle of the wills. Right. Or, yeah. And that, like, that's no fun. No. No. So how do you get away from that? Like, how do you, how do we introduce those foods or even the old foods that just look different and get them to try it again or? I always put it on the plate. Like if I'm making, so my four-year-old doesn't like stir fry. I love stir fry. My husband eats it. Yeah. (laughs) I think he likes it. Yeah. (laughs) He hasn't complained about it yet. My two-year-old will eat it. I know he doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, But I still put it on his plate. And that is something that's just there. And if he says, I don't like it, Mm -hmm. I say, that's okay. Just turn the plate and eat the other things. Sure. There's always safe stuff on the plate. Mm -hmm. So always having a safe food that you know that they like, that consistently you know they'll eat can be good, but not skipping the stuff that you know they're probably not going to try. Because every time it's on their plate, if it's not a fight, it becomes more comfortable. It becomes like more familiar and they're more likely to try it right it can take 13 to 20 exposures depending on the research that you look at before young kids will try certain foods and most parents give up before that because yeah that's a lot of times it's Mm -hmm. exhausting to throw stuff away that many times that That and yeah at the end of a day yeah it's just so you you that's just you said exposures exposures you didn't say trying like right. putting it in your mouth even mm-hmm. that's just like putting it on the plate looking yeah. at it smelling it mm-hmm. yeah 
I don't force bites either. Right. I will incentivize I think that's trying. important to say that. Yep. Incentivizing by, like, if your kid responds to sticker charts, if they sure. respond to a dance party after dinner, yeah. if they respond to whatever's fun. I'm not yeah. saying you have to, like, buy them presents right. and all right. sorts of stuff right. just to try food. But no. little things yeah. that you can do. Or trying this many new foods gets us a movie night. Right. Or, mm-hmm. or stay up 15 minutes later. Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you can incentivize trying it versus forcing trying it and making mm-hmm. it a choice... Yeah. For them, you're going to get a lot further. Sure. And it's not going to be anxiety producing for everybody going into the meal because that's what mealtime becomes with picky eaters a lot of times is it just becomes this like headbutting back and forth. Mm-hmm. I'll eat it. I won't. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of the other preschool moms and she was saying that with her oldest, she had him sit at the table until he tried something, which worked because he would almost always try it mm-hmm. by the time the meal was done. But with her second, he would sit there all night and not try it and if that's the kind of personality your kid has right then that strategy's not gonna it's work. never gonna no. work oh, yeah and it's right. gonna push it further away and it's gonna make meals not yes fun at all right and then you like i can feel that anxiety right mm-hmm. now like because you're just like you're getting supper ready and you're like oh okay like what's tonight gonna be like how right. long are we gonna be sitting here Who's going to be crying? Who's going to be, That is you know. literally what Jason and I say to each other. Yeah. yeah. All right. Like, what's oh, this going to be? Complain about supper tonight. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Right? Like, and then it's like you said, then it's, supper time's not a good experience. And and kids come into it defensive then. Too. Sure. So if we, if we have people from both sides coming into a meal already defensive about yeah. how things are going to work out, mm-hmm. it just makes it not fun. Right. Yeah. Anymore. Right. And food should be fun. Food yes. should be enjoyable. Dinner should yes. be like sociable and exciting and just enjoyable right and picky eaters can make that more difficult right one thing I love about like all of your strategies is that you're always like food should be a good experience like Mm -hmm. always a good experience even when like it comes to like grown adults and like getting on a good food plan or dieting I mean not dieting but you know healthy eating and stuff like you should always enjoy what you're eating and it should always be a good experience yes and I love that you have that like take on things because I think that's so important like you should always be sitting at the table enjoying your time together right so if with picky eaters like you said that can be tricky and Mm -hmm. I think those are some really good tips for enjoying your time together even if you're some people are not enjoying the actual food (laughs) right I think it's so important to remember that meals are not going to be perfect right I mean yeah if there are some vegetables that your kid likes having that vegetable or those couple of vegetables a couple times a week but introducing something else like different vegetables on the other nights maybe they're not going to eat them okay we just had a little break there (laughs) technical difficulties that's okay it happens (laughs) so I think Amber you can just pick up where you left off sure well um I don't know exactly what I was saying in that (laughs) moment that's why I said okay but now I left off yes no that's perfect (laughs) what are your thoughts on snacking oh yeah this is a really good question so a couple of things one I think it's super important that we let kids listen to hunger and fullness cues because as adults so many of us don't mm-hmm. listen to hunger and fullness cues. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. Because we eat, and kids too, out of 
emotion, out of sadness, out of frustration, out of boredom, out yeah. of, mm-hmm. especially for kids during right. summer break or weekends, yeah. anything like that. In the car? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's important that we allow kids to listen to hunger and fullness cues and don't shut it down, but we can do that within a set of boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to give them unlimited access to foods. I was just telling Kelly um, yesterday, I think, that my four-year-old had a meltdown because I wouldn't let him have his third package of these little fig bars before dinner. <laughs> I gave him one, didn't know he ate the second. Oh. And then he came to get a third, and I was like, we are eating in five minutes, mm-hmm. so we're not going to have another one right now. If you are hungry in this moment, I was going to put a cheese stick on your plate. You can have that right now, but we're not going to have another one. Yeah. And meltdown lasted three minutes, came back, got a cheese stick, and... Yeah. We went on with the night. Right. So I think setting parameters around what that food is, like what that snack is, I think can be good. Um, and timeline. If you're going to eat in 15 minutes, yeah. you're not shutting off your hunger cues by waiting 15 minutes right. until the meal is ready. Right. And I think kind of letting them, if they come in and I want a snack and food's not ready, okay, well, do you want to help me get everything ready so we can eat faster? Mm-hmm. Do you want to help me... Do these last finishing touches? Do you want to build your plate? Yeah. And then, again, put these things on there so they're occupied in those last few minutes. Because otherwise, we just say no, send them off, maybe. Or they sit there and complain until you get food on the table. Right, right, right. And then they complain about the food that you put on the table. (laughs) Because it's not the snack that (laughs) they had asked for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, like, that, I think, makes a difference, too, is what what is the snack? Right. What are we talking about on the snack? Is it a... Is it a cheese stick, like a little protein that's gonna like mm-hmm. hold them off, or is it uh, candy? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, crackers or a, yeah. yeah, something that's not actually going to do any good. Right. So that I think that makes a difference too. But yeah, I think that's a good idea. Try to keep them busy or occupied until the meal. We struggle with that at our house, especially like that after school mm-hmm. in between time mm-hmm. because they're starving. Yeah. But we're literally going to eat in an hour or something. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, if you eat so much right now as a snack, then you're not going to be hungry for supper. Mm-hmm. But Plus they generally get snacks at school, too. Yeah, in elementary school, yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Yeah, that's a hard... That is a hard one. So and I do struggle a little bit because sometimes I'll see the snacks come through. My kids have food allergies. So mm-hmm. sometimes the snacks that they get are not the same as the snacks that other kids get because oh sure they just can't have yes, whatever. Right. Same thing with breakfast. It's not yep. always the same. But if the snack is goldfish and half a banana, yeah. there's no fiber in any of that or very little. There's no protein and there's no fat. And those are the three things that are going to keep my kid full. Yeah. So if a snack doesn't contain the things that give you that satisfaction, yeah, then you're going to be hungry again in 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Right. Yeah. And your blood sugar, even for kids, you know, the more stable we can keep blood sugars for any human, right. the less we crave right. more sugar right. down the road. So anytime a snack can have a protein, a fat, or a whole lot of fiber, mm-hmm. or all three of them is even better, Yeah. you're going to last a lot longer until the Right. Yeah. So do you have any like good go-to snack things? Because, you know, it's really easy to go to Target and buy a big thing of mini bags of goldfish. <laughs> it is. <laughs> because... Yeah. And it depends on what you're I kid. always just think too, like, 
there's not a, probably a refrigerator. I mean, maybe there's a refrigerator in yeah. some classrooms to put stuff in, but I'm always like, I don't know what yeah. what to send because I'm like, this isn't actually going to fill you up. Right. At all. Right. Well, they can always bring, like, like Bryn will bring her lunchbox with a ice pack. And oh, then brings and, a, like, she brings a snack in with that? Yeah. Oh, okay. she brings yeah that can work, for yeah. sure. You can also do, because you would need that for, like, cheese sticks. Right. Or yeah, something right. like that. Right. I do not recommend sending just a cheese stick in a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've had yeah. that happen before. Um, we had a banana once. Yeah. I found an apple in my car that I don't think I brought into it. And I don't know. That's gross. (laughs) Um, Peanut butter could be easy or almond butter or I bought cashew butter today because my four-year-old won't eat peanut butter. Hmm. So we're going to try cashew butter and some stuff and see if it tastes different because he'll even complain about the smell of peanut butter. Hmm. Um, But any kind of a nut or seed butter is great. Nuts or seeds themselves, even peanuts. Not the most nourishing nut out there, but a handful of peanuts. Mm-hmm. A handful, not a canful. Oh, Anytime it comes okay. to nuts or seeds. Okay. It's a good rule of thumb. So okay. anything like that can be good. Um, I try to avoid things like granola bars and crackers unless they're partnered with one of those higher fat protein kind of things. If your kids like olives, olives can be an easy one too. Not all kids like olives, but they don't. But I buy those little cups of olives for myself too. And yeah, so great, good, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. If you do have the freezer pack, you know, sending if you send chips or something, sending guacamole with it or hummus, or if they like any of that stuff. We made dessert hummuses mm-hmm. with uh, preschoolers, and that they did not like the dill pickle hummus. <laughs> <laughs> I did. They, <laughs> they, they did like. The chocolate, chocolate and cookie hummus, mm-hmm. which are both just made with black beans and chickpeas. So hmm. you can get a lot of that fiber and protein into things that still taste like dessert. Yeah. Sure. You have to make it at home. Yes. But. It takes a little extra time. It does. But, so, side note, I've been working with Amber a little bit just to get some things in our family back on track. And... Um, so things take a little bit more prep, Mm -hmm. but now that we are like in the routine of it, it's not. Yeah. Like it's so much easier than I was like ever expecting. And it's now that we're like doing it, it's just like not a big deal. And once you're, once you're buying the things that you need and you're, you have the groceries that you're needing Mm -hmm. and it's right there, it's just like. Right. And I suppose that's like when Evie was on her keto diet. Yeah, It becomes second nature. Yes. When, At the beginning, yeah. you were like, oh my Scrambling gosh. Scrambling this yeah. is going to I think you forever. came to it's the grocery gonna... store with me Yes. And we were like, like, oh, I was like reading ingredients. Yes. And you were, and it was a thing. But then once you go two or three times, then it's like, oh, this is like nothing. You know now. what to do. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. yeah. At the beginning, it feels like it's going to be a lot. But then once you're like doing it, it's like, oh, this is like. No big deal. And you get some, like, yes. things in your routine and your, in your recipe brain and whatever that are easy and everybody and it's likes. choosing those, and, those sustainable things. It's yes. not about, like, overhauling everything right. all at once. You don't need to fix snacks and breakfast. And because breakfast is another tricky one. Protein is so important at breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so many people get no protein yeah. at all at breakfast and unless they have eggs which yeah. right. not every family wants to make the time for in the morning and that's okay right mm-hmm. but finding those things that doesn't require you to overhaul your whole life and changing one thing at a time changing just the snack that you're sending to yeah. school right. changing just how evening meals are prepared 
I like to encourage people to involve kids as much as possible in cooking. It's easy for us to get in the routine of just making dinner while they're doing sure, supper, yep. <laughs> while they're doing other things mm -hmm. and then calling them in when it's time to eat. Some kids can go to the grocery store and pick out the food and pick out the recipe and make it and still not eat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's not like that, again, is a foolproof right. plan. But right. the more involved kids are in making it and yes. then being part of it and yes. like they have some investment and some ownership in it if they've yeah. chosen the meal yeah um can just make it a little bit easier because right. they made those choices they right. had that control right. i think jason actually situation. brought that up to our kids earlier this week because somebody was complaining about what i made and i made a comment like a lady can only take so much before i really start to get offended yeah that i'm taking all my time so jason's like you know what next week you're all taking a day and you're planning the meals. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I actually really like this idea. Yeah. Like, this sounds lovely. Right. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. And then, of course, Millie's like, well, I'm having chicken nuggets. Great. <laughs> See? Super. It's a good opportunity at that point, too, to then say, all right, we're going to have chicken nuggets, but here, let's look at a complete meal. What vegetables what do you want to pick? Need? Yeah. What sure. fat do you want to pick? Yeah. What, like, how do we want to build this meal around your chicken nuggets? Yeah. So that you are making this meal, but it's still nourishing. Yeah. And then she can pick. She can pick the vegetables she likes. And if it's carrots and ranch or... Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the fruit that she likes and the... Yeah. I love that. That's Those are, like, really great tips. Plus teaching Thank them you. some life skills, too. Which is so important. Oh, you my know, gosh, they Absolutely. Because sometimes yes. I realize that, too. I'm like, oh, man, I don't think you guys really know how to cook. Like, no. Yeah, right. It's Probably because so it's more of, like, my anxiety, right? Of, well, like, like them said, being in front of a hot stove or something. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh. You know, well, even. I think it just gets easy, like you said, to, like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And you guys are doing that. And you're busy. Check the box and, for the yeah. day. You yeah. just yeah. want to get through it. And some people use that time as, like, homework time. Sure. I yeah. mean, so there's a lot of right. reasons that that might not work for some families. But yeah, we've kept a, a stack of note cards before with meals on it, and then... I remember you yeah, said that after last I pick one time. out, Kyle picks one out, Harrison can pick one out, Colton can pick one out. Yeah. And then if you picked it, you help make it. Yeah. I but I, you're right about life skills. I was So I'm also in the military, and I was at a food service conference recently and learned that if you're not a cook, you're not allowed to do anything with a knife or in the military or um, a hot stove. And I'm like, but that's such a basic life skill to be able to, like, and also we give these people grenades, <laughs> but, right. like, but they can't chop a cucumber or right. be right. around boiling water. Crazy. And that is just such a core skill because so many people go to college or whatever they do after high yes. school and they don't have the skills to cook. Right. And then they do just eat processed food and then that rolls into how they feed their families. Right. Don't and that's, so I think true. we maybe talked about this the last time we talked to is that I just want to set my kids up to be, to make <laughs> better choices yeah. like you know I feel like we just grew up in a meat potatoes yeah or hot, hot dish yeah, yeah. some kind of salady thingamadoo hickey situation that right. I'm just like I just want them to yeah and also like I love that we're sitting here talking about like giving them some choices yeah giving them some control I had none of that right oh, like no, we didn't we didn't we ate what mom sat on the table in front of us. Or you sit in the dark until... Yeah, until you, yeah, can, until you finish yeah. it. Yeah. No, so, like, I think those things are huge. Like, yeah. giving them some choices and some control and that autonomy is, like, huge for them mm -hmm. because that sets them up, too, for life. Right. In my mind right now, I'm seeing this all play out and, like, I'm like, maybe I should get, like, a chef hat. 
fun. Right? <laughs> you're like, you have all, you're going all yeah. like this yeah. is where like my creative brain goes like, oh, we're gonna get a chef's hat and decorate it like you're doing chef it. of the you're day. Yes. Yeah, we have colorful yes. kids' knives. We yes. have aprons. We have. We all do have aprons. Like we have all the yes. fun, colorful things to make it exciting to be in the kitchen. I yeah. I get in the routine of just making dinner a lot yeah. of nights too. Yep. And the other night I asked Harrison if he wanted to help, and he, his response was. I have been waiting for you to ask. Oh. <laughs> and, and then, then he helps. Like, like, oh, yeah. no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Um, so I think sometimes they're not thinking of it either yeah. because, because they haven't been involved in the routine. And, yeah. I love it. Such great ideas. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So quick before we go, you have something exciting and new coming up. I do. <laughs> and I'm excited about it too. And you're, you're going to have a picky eater yes. box. Okay. Yep. So they're, tell us all about them. Yeah. So we're building some immune nutrition toolboxes, basically, that are for gifts or just for families that are trying to kind of break their routine. And the ones that we've really talked about a lot um, that we're planning on kind of starting with are babies. So introducing foods, because mm-hmm. I'd like to say that, you know, the more variety we introduce early on, the better they eat later, which is true, but that's not necessarily going to prevent a picky phase, right? right? As they right. develop personalities. No. Like I said, my four-year-old ate everything as a baby. Now he is more selective. So then we're also going to have a picky eater box that just has some activities in it too for things that people can do as a family around food to make it more fun and to make it more exciting and to make it less anxiety producing and to make food less fear inducing sometimes too because new things can be scary. Um, And then an on-the-go box because sports families split homes, families that just like to travel, people who are on the road and are just needing to grab quick things all the time, giving them some tools to have healthier choices yes, and healthier options. And um, statistically, sports families eat more fast food. Yes. And it's because you're just traveling yes. all the time. So how can we pull back on that? Because even if kids aren't gaining weight, right. that doesn't mean that they're fully and well-nourished. Same thing with adults. Just because we're not gaining weight doesn't right. mean we have all of the nourishment we need. Right. So we how do we really, nourish them? Yes, we want to make sure we're giving them the nutrients yes. and the yeah, what they need to be growing. Yeah. Healthy. Especially if they're active. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the boxes are gonna have information. Yes. They're gonna have items. Items. Yep. Like, fun items. Fun and like quality. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so yep. exciting. And then they'll also have some like activities. Activities. That's yeah. the other thing I was looking yep. for. Yep. Activities yes. and then resources. And I think, like, I can't afford to just give everything away for free. So obviously no. the boxes will cost something. But mm-hmm. I do want people to have resources within that that they can go and look at beyond just what's in the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For what they can do further. Yeah. Once they've gotten to that point. Things that aren't going to cost them more money that they can just use to build on yeah. the skills Ooh. they've learned. I'm so excited. I've had a little sneak peek. Yeah. And you have, like, a timeline <laughs> of, of when they'll be... So Ready? I am just trying to make sure that like everything with taxes and stuff is done <laughs> legally. Mm-hmm. So the um, logistics are in line. Logistics, yes. Yeah. So logistically, getting things kind of figured out in the next month or so. So I would say by like early summer, the latest, I should have the first one ready to launch. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very exciting. And a breastfeeding one too. I think, yes. But, yes. Breastfeeding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All of that ones. Yes. Not in a you have I, to, but if you choose to, no. right, here's some support. Yes, sure. here is some yes. support. Which, yes. like, I can not I even... I would have loved that. You would have. And, it, like, if you have a baby shower coming up or anyone that you know, like, you, this box is... You have to have this box. It's 
I'm excited. I can't it. even. I'm more excited <laughs> than you are. It's like it's, I can't even handle it. So, yes. Thank you, Amber. Of course. Thank yes. you. So Thanks much. for having me again. Yeah. Come back again. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. For more information on this episode and future discussions, check us out on Facebook at Lifestyle Burrito or Instagram at Lifestyle Burrito.